Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hello, everybody. It's the Weekday Warriors of Wrestling for May 20th, 2015. I'm Eric Clancy alongside Patrick Kelly. We are presented by the Brainosaur. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, remember to always check the Weekday Warriors of Wrestling on thebrainosaur.com. <clears throat> we also have all sorts of news and fun jokes and all sorts of great stuff. And you can comment and post and like, and we appreciate all that stuff. So, Please share us, please like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, etc., yada, 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 and uh, Pat, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing all right, doing all right. Bit of a crazy week for me, but uh, I'm hanging in there. Me too, me too. Um, so, I guess we can uh, uh, chat about payback first, and then kind of go into Raw, and or put it into an amalgam of, of discussion um what did you think of payback and it's and it's damages ripped off logo did you notice that the logo the logo for payback was the exact same as the damages show on fx i did not know that that was that's interesting yeah i don't know if it was intentional it was just something that jumped out at me but um Um, personally the show had some parts to it that i enjoyed a lot and actually i would say i liked most of the show but yeah i'd agree with you yeah, the I quit match almost killed me. Like, that was a chore to sit like no other. Okay. I don't know how you felt about it, but that by the time it was over, I felt like that that match was daring me to cancel the network. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, I essentially agree with you. There were things I liked about it and a lot of things I didn't like about it. I fucking like... Uh, every, I, it seems like everybody else has said this. I hated that they asked... Do you quit after every move? It's like you're in a video game and you want to end the match quickly, so you just like do a big move and just keep asking. It was so annoying. The pacing was terrible. Mm-hmm. The thing that I thought it was doing for a while, and they fucked this up on Raw, and I guess we can talk about it, was it made Rusev look awesome. Because he was like, like I thought the pyro spot was cool. I get that, I get that it was just special effects, but I thought it like came off pretty well. Um it reminded me of a better version of when Randy Orton did it in their shitty I Quit match. Um, and Actually, probably the best version of that uh, that I remember seeing was the Mankind Rock I Quit match when Foley landed on, I think it was a soundboard or something. Yeah, and it was, it was like the That was real. Yeah, yeah. Um, they seem to always do that in that match. Um, uh, yeah, so I, I thought Rusev came off like a, like a stud in the match, and it's like... It, it annoys me to no end because they're like, we can't put him over Cena because Cena will never quit. Well, then why didn't you fucking do another match so you can put him over? Because clearly they wanted to protect Rusev, but they didn't want to hurt Cena. It's a goddamn 50-50 booking that they do all the time, and nobody looks good, and everyone sucks. Uh, and then at the end, I thought, you know, I thought we could do something special with the um, 
with, with him saying, with Lana saying, I quit, and him speaking in a Bulgarian, and I thought maybe he was going to go, ah, uh, you know, the translation could have been something like, you know, I'm in incredible amounts of pain, but he didn't actually say I quit, and Lana stopped it because she loves him. And that way Rusev could have had an out. And I know people are like, oh, it, it's, not a, it's not a clean finish, and I can get that, but by the same point, I can understand that they're trying to tell a, a, a bit of a story there. But then it turned out, oh, he just said I quit anyway. So they did the thing where, where Lana cared about him, but then they just hung him out to dry anyway, so it didn't even matter. Um, on top of that, God damn it, I swear, I, you know, I'm not really surprised that Rusev lost three out of four matches to John Cena, but fucking A, can we stop having young wrestlers feud with John Cena? Because it never works, and it always ruins them. I'm not saying, like, Rusev is, is Bray Wyatt here, but, I mean, he, like, this did nothing for him, any of these matches. No, and this whole feud between Cena and Rusev, it's, it's quite honestly, it, it gave Rusev a stage and a bigger spotlight, but by the time it's over, it's like, all right, this guy went from being undefeated to losing three pay-per-views in a row. And and that's the thing. That's another problem with doing so many rematches, one on top of the other. But, you know, you could have just ended it at Mania. And I think Rusev probably would have come, come off better for it. And, uh, you know, the John Cena U.S. Open would have been a much better storyline coming out of WrestleMania and uh, the – you know, there's no reason for Rusev to lose three straight pay-per-view matches. I, yeah, it's just yeah, it's not like John Cena doesn't beat every single person on the planet anyway. Um, yeah, you know, it's just, uh, it's like, if you play Total Extreme Warfare on the computer, you get penalties for booking four matches in a row. They always, the, the Rusev and Cena get so many penalties for being a, repeated a thousand times. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, Jesus, I... Um, yeah, so that match was whatever. Um, I really liked, much like you felt at um, Extreme Rules, I really liked uh, New Day and uh, Cesaro and Kid. I thought oh, I thought they had the match of the night, quite honestly. Yeah. yeah Second show in a row, yeah. Yeah, I, I thought it was fun. Um, I liked it. It was it was fast. It was quick. Uh, holy shit, the New Day are so much better as heels. Like, oh, it's it's like pardon the pun. It's like night and day. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, we got we got to the finish where WWE basically says our referees can't tell black people apart. That was the finish, which <laughs> I, I know everybody pointed it out, but um, it, I mean, it was just like what really? You know, I mean, but to be fair, they were wearing the same outfit and it yeah, basically. Uh, yeah, so. no, I, I agree. I would give it the benefit of the doubt if it was anyone else, but WWE has such a shitty track record. Like normally, I'm always like. Yeah, in real life, I'm like, oh, you're just looking for stuff where it isn't. But with WWE's case, you're like, uh, yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> you know, so uh, <laughs> um, what else did we have? Um, you can't put us in an Elimination Chamber match. You can't put us all on pod. We're too big. The, yeah, I, yeah. Had to th- I had to throw that out there because Big E was really funny in that segment. Yeah, yeah. No, they're great. They're fantastic, especially with the – this is awesome. Which, by the way, they chanted "This is awesome." I kid you not. At every match on that show. Oh, the chant means nothing. It sucks so much. And for every WWE fan that attacked TNA, they're like, they just chant for everything. Fucking you do too. You chant it all the time at everything. Stop fucking chanting that chant, you idiots. God, it, it's like, like it, it is so. It's like. 
it basically means that was a good sequence. It's like when people clapped. Remember when people used to clap? Like it started in ECW and like people would do like the headlock into the head scissors combo and like come up and everybody would clap. They're like, oh, you did that basic sequence of wrestling moves. I'm really impressed with this. <laughs> and then you get the commentators listen to the universe. They're chanting, this is awesome and I agree. Yeah. <laughs> but the best part was Xavier Woods going, we are well aware. Um, <laughs> Which is funny because I used to hate Xavier Woods, and now he's becoming kind of funny. Um, So, yeah, we'll see with that. Um, Let me say this about the main event. I did not hate it, and I liked that as shitty as their story was, at least they told their story. Kane said, okay, I'm throwing my lot in the, with the authority, and he did it, and they did everything, and it and Seth Rollins won because of it. It wasn't like Kane's like, oh, I'm going to throw my lot in the authority, just kidding, swerve, I'm with the other guys, and like, it fucking made sense. It's like, I'm with the authority, we're going to cheat as much as possible, and he's going to win, and he won, because if you have 19 guys helping you, you're going to win. So, okay. That was a really good seven-way match, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, like, was it it the most exciting match? No, but it, like, grounded stuff in real emotions and real motivations, so I'm fine. Do I like that they're building and have been building for the better part of the spring to a Seth Rollins-Kane match? Fuck no. But, I mean, at least they've, they've told a competent story as far as, like, like, people, like, swerving for no reason. And, you know, they're just, they're, they're doing things. And what I liked, at least they got it out of the way early. Like, Kane showed his true colors fairly early in the match. Normally they would reserve that for the finish. And I was like, yeah, do it now. Because there's no reason, if he's out there, to not do it. It's not like, oh, is Steve Austin going to attack Rock or Triple H when he comes in? And, you know, and you have to wait till he actually gets there. Fucking, he's standing right there. So there's, mm-hmm. there's no reason. Um, so, yeah, and thank God giving Seth Rollins the pedigree because the hug lie down was not working. And it was like, if you're going to take his cool ass move, like, yeah, Hunter, give him your, your pedigree. So I'm glad that he's got the pedigree because I mean, triple H doesn't use it. So, you know, um, yeah. Uh, I mean, anything else to say about payback? Um, just quick rundown. I actually thought Ryback and Bray White was a surprisingly better match than I would have expected. Yeah, yeah, it was fine. Um, yeah, I, yeah, it was what it was. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what else to say. About... Oh, well, one other finish I want to complain about: uh, Neville and Barrett. Barrett losing the countout on purpose makes no sense. I I fucking I mean if we we can't complain about count out purposeful count out losses first of all I want to point out why the hell does WWE put forth count out and DQ losses or wins like they're fucking like you're having sex with like a a, a small child it's like the worst thing you can do in W it's like oh I won by count out theoretically the count out is that you incapacitated your opponent so much that he couldn't get back into the ring. It is as valid as any other win or loss in wrestling. In this fictional world of professional wrestling, your wins and losses are totaled up, and you're judged on that record. They don't, like, have asterisks based on, like, 
DQs or countouts. The only time that comes into play is with a title match. So I hate when they're like, oh, I wanted to win the other way. Fuck you. You won the match. There's no other way. You won. The other guy was too afraid of you because you were too good at wrestling. Shut the fuck up. And fucking... Wade Barrett and every other wrestler, guess what? You're supposed to get paid to wrestle, so you probably shouldn't just fucking lose on purpose. Nobody does that. The worst pro athletes don't do that. A-Rod doesn't do that. Like, it's it's like, holy shit, I, I cannot stand Tom Brady matches. doesn't do that. Who? Tom Brady. No, he just, he, he cheats in other ways. To win. To win, not to lose. Ugh. And like it's ugh, it's it's ugh, it's 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 maddening. No, and, and again, it's like you said, if Wade Barrett was the Intercontinental Champion or something, okay, that would make sense. Um, I even remember seeing a match when I was younger. It was right after Royal Rumble '95, where it was it was a battle royal on superstars, and Shawn Michaels immediately jumped out of the ring and left. He was like, "What? I already I won the battle royal that mattered, and he just left." It's like, okay, I can buy that because he's already got the title shot at Mania, so he doesn't really need to win. Um, but yeah. Barrett, it's like, all right, dude, you're, you just won the King of the Ring tournament. You're trying to get back into some kind of a title picture and you purposely take a loss just to, I mean, presumably you just knocked yourself right back, right back down the rankings. So, all right, joke's on you, buddy. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. Of course, that's assuming any of this shit actually makes sense. Yeah. And then the, the worst thing was, then they give, Neville hits the red arrow after the match and like stands over him. So he basically won. They basically said, hey, Neville's better anyway. So they gave him the, they essentially gave him the pinfall anyway. So it's just like, okay, why do we do anything? We're in this fucking King Ubu world where it's absurd and nothing makes any sense and we're waiting for Godot. Ugh. <laughs> any other shitty matches to complain about or finishes, rather? Uh, not really. All right, let's get to Raw. Um... Yeah, I'll be honest. I was shocked that the opening didn't end up with every Intercontinental title contender coming out and interrupting the other one. It didn't seem like that's exactly what was going to happen. They're like, I mean, we'll have to wait till Money in the Bank comes to do the next one, where they're like, ah, I got it, blah, 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 blah. Um, the only, the only good time that the only good time that happened was when. Um, the only time that was good, rather, I'm sorry, was when uh, somebody said that they're the best, and then CM Punk came out because CM Punk was compelled to attack anyone who said they were the best. <laughs> so that was that was enjoyable. Um, uh, yeah, that was the only shocker there. Uh, Sheamus and Ryback. Um, I liked the match and I liked the finish. I, I thought it was like good, and Sheamus is like kind of a good sleaze, so. That was fine. Let me it, say this. It wasn't the typical formula you expect out of Ryback or Sheamus. It was actually like, it felt like a legitimate power match, which I like. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, we had Ner- uh, Neville and Barrett after that. Let me say this, by the way. Fucking A, this match was so much better than Payback. Because, number one, the goddamn story mattered. Bo Dallas, who was so much better, so much better written in this segment, he came out and he was like, oh, you're awful, blah, 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 I'm Bo Dallas. And 
then Neville like challenged him, and Bo lost his cool and beat the shit out of him. That's the character we want to see. We want to see this psychopath hiding under that smiling facade, and that's what Bo was always meant to be. He's like, oh yeah, he's great, he's happy, but then when he's challenged, he like retreats into this place where he he can't control himself anymore. That's interesting, as opposed to him going, he's just kind of believe it's like and everybody the the people that support Bo Dallas are like Bo Dallas is great they're the same people who support his brother and are like oh Bray Wyatt's great no the idea of Bray Wyatt is great but then again the idea of Bray Wyatt is the undertaker Bray Wyatt is Kane because he just fucking loses to all the important people and nobody cares anymore don't worry you'll get there eventually Uh, (laughs) but this was great because he, he attacked Neville's knee and then Neville's knee was injured in the match so then he couldn't hit his moves, and he lost because his knee was hurting him. It fucking all made sense. He didn't just forget the knee was hurt and hit the red arrow anyway. It made sense, and it told the story, and shit that happened before the match factored in the match. Does everybody remember when Damian Sandow... Oh, God, I was just going to reference that. Yeah. John Cena's arm with a chair for 20 minutes, and then John Cena just fucking beat him anyway. And nothing means anything because John Cena is made of goddamn granite. This was the total opposite. This means that, oh, we'll we'll take attack seriously because it affected this match and the outcome. Like, everything should mean something. Everything should have a purpose in the story. And so often it doesn't. And it's just little things like this that I'm just like, yeah, that's a reason I like pro wrestling. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And speaking about, like, things that are ineffective and don't mean anything. Why does Seth Rollins have J&J security around? I don't know. I guess somebody thinks they're I mean, funny. I called them Bebop and Rocksteady, but that might be an insult to Bebop and Rocksteady. I don't know. They want to do the Stooge gimmick for 2015, I guess. I don't know. Sure, but <laughs> it would be fine if they could actually do anything right, but they can't. So Yeah, they're awful. Um, <laughs> we talked about Rusev. Um, Bray Wyatt and Dean Ambrose had a good match. Although it's like, like they they're doing this thing with Bray Wyatt that they did before WrestleMania, where they're like building him up, but like it's not going anywhere because it never does. And they're just like, I feel like they're going to feed him to somebody else. And like Dean Ambrose is going to be your your next number one contender. Maybe you should go over Bray Wyatt. And before somebody's like, Bray needs to be protected. Bray's the most exposed talent on Raw. He's the guy they cart out every week to do the same awful promo. That's right, I said awful promo in the fucking smoke-filled room where he gasps and he laughs every other word and he says stuff that nobody cares about and doesn't mean anything and never makes any sense and has like. It's inconsequential because it never comes to fruition, and he has no end game, and they just trot him out, and you're like, he's the scary guy. I like that. And he beats Dean Ambrose. So, you know, the guy that you're hopefully going to go in against your champion and get a ton of heat loses, and that's a good idea for everyone. So this was stupid, and, I mean, I don't care that Ambrose, like, like was attacked by J&J security. It's just like, what's the reason that you're putting Bray Wyatt over people. Is it so he can lose to The Undertaker again next year? Because that worked out so well. Like, I mean, was there even an, a plan where that would work out well? I don't know. Uh, that's, a, <laughs> that's a really good question. I have no idea. Because, you know, they could have had him go over Undertaker at WrestleMania and maybe could have built him up into something, but they didn't. And now he's just a guy that's floundering around. 
Okay. He's, he's been floundering. What was the last feud like? I mean, they did that stupid build to WrestleMania where he beat everybody so we could all go to The Undertaker because God fucking forbid we, like, uh, uh, He needed uh, an these, establishing win. These, <laughs> right? these Attitude Era guys are drive me fucking insane. Uh, Which the way is funny because back in those days, they were the guys, oh, we're the young guys, we're the new blood, WCW, they're, they're the old guys, Jurassic Park wrestling and all that other stuff. It's like, well. <laughs> the funny thing is now guys. Undertaker is older than Hogan and Flair were when they were in WCW. So, um, hey. <laughs> All right, now the best part of the show came. John Cena came out and freaking Kevin Owens came out and – Here's the one part about this that didn't I, – I like this segment. I, I like Kevin Owens a lot on the mic, and I thought I, I thought the segment worked really well uh, because Cena's this gigantic, crazy, excitable guy who loves America. Which, by the way, John Cena had the most xenophobic asshole promo I've ever heard. He's like – I jokingly said beforehand because he's like, we all come from different walks of life. And then I made the joke and I said, but the one thing that unites us is we're all Americans. And then – because I thought he was going to say something like we're all like people or something. But he's like, we're all Americans. Are you all Americans? Because you have multiple people from foreign countries that come to WrestleMania each year. So basically Cena says, fuck you, people from out of town. And it's just like, shut the fuck up. Why are you so obsessed with like, ugh. Anyway, so then, yeah, so then Owens uh, hits him with the power bomb and says, He's like, we'll fight, but not today. And the one thing that bothers me is, like, when – it's the same thing I said a few weeks ago. When Owens is up against a guy that's, like, kind of his height, he just looks kind of like not even a fat guy. He doesn't look like Vader or anything. He just looks like, hey, that's a guy with a belly next to really in shape John Cena. It's not like he's that much bigger than John Cena. Like, I think it works on – he was taller, isn't he? I probably I think like it works on the indie scene because everybody's like five foot three and they're like Owens is a giant, but you know it's he's just like a normal sized guy in WWE and I I think in ring style it works and you get it because he comes off as dangerous and he comes off as a guy that will beat the shit out of you in a bar fight but just when you look at him that first that first glance you just get that feeling and I, I like him and and I'm excited about this match it's just that's something that pops out to me but. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and uh, we've talked about it before. I wish you would just. It's not even necessarily about getting a body like like the one John Cena has. It's more about spruce up your look a little bit so that you make a good first impression right off the bat. And that's something that Owens kind of and and kind of always has kind of struggled with. Yeah. Um, I was also annoyed when they like, yeah, cool. I'm happy to see Owens and John Cena in Elimination Chamber. But when he was like, we'll meet one day, I'm like, oh, they're going to build this up to, like, I don't know, like, WrestleMania, SummerSlam. And they're like, nope, in two weeks you'll see it. I'm like, oh. I mean, I guess I guess we need content on that show, but uh, Good okay. Lord, how many pay-per-views are they going to do? I feel so, like, dude, I still haven't gotten over a, or, uh, fucking uh, Extreme Rules. I feel like that show just happened last week. Well, it didn't. And in two weeks, you're going to see Elimination Chamber. Good Lord. Uh, so the next match was Ziggler and Stardust, and Lana came off like a horrible person. Um, like, 
Listen, I get that Rusev was kind of an asshole to her, but, geez, that's your first reaction is to go kiss another guy in public? Like, I'm not, like, slut-shaming or anything, but, like, really, that's that's your first reaction as opposed to, hey, let's have a talk about this. And, like, yeah, how did the characters get from point A to point B on that one? I feel like we're missing an episode or something. They don't show their work. They're, like, they just, like, here you go, Lana's a face, also she's an American. You know, it's, like, ugh. Um, I like, wait, wait a minute, does she love America now or does Ziggler hate America? I, these are questions that need to be answered. Yeah, well, they're going to say that she was never Russian. That is apparently has been brought up backstage. So, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, I liked Rowan and Harper against Fandango and Zack Ryder for what it was, a squash match. Once again, like we said last week, Patrick, why couldn't they have done this stuff in June of 2014? I don't know, man, because Bray was feuding with John Cena, and they were attached to Bray, so they needed to be in that segment. Why can't anyone do different – why can't people interact with different people? Like, it's so insane. Like, NXT doesn't do that. Like, people interact with other people. In the Attitude Era and in WCW, people would interact with different types of people. Like, Hogan would feud with Roddy Piper, but guess what? Sting was just around the corner. And also, Diamond Dallas Page has some matches against him tonight. And it's like, here, it's like, nope, you can only interact with the one person that you're feuding with forever. It's these awful Forever. Forever. (laughs) And nobody gets, um... No, yeah, it's, yeah. This, it's this weird compartmentalized booking that they do. It's really bizarre. It's <laughs> just, I, I don't know. It's it's really strange. And it's weird because it's like, so you never get just off the the cuff like comments. If you're like, if Dolph Ziggler's like cutting a promo and he's like, that Kevin Owens guy, it's like it doesn't mean like oh, I'm just going to say something about Kevin Owens and that's just what I'm saying. It means, oh, Dolph Ziggler's feuding with Kevin Owens next. You know, it's just like they can never exist like as human beings reacting to real things. Well, I remember back, and this builds into some of the stuff we've talked about already, but I remember back in the day where not everybody would be on the show every week so they couldn't be in the same segment every single week. Yeah, and sometimes you would just be like, if it was old Raw, you'd be like, oh, Blank is beating up Glenn Ruth. Blank is going to be facing wrestler B at the pay-per-view. We'll see who's tougher. Oh, look, Blank just beat the shit out of Glenn Ruth. I wonder what wrestler B is going to do. And then the next week, wrestler B would beat the dog snot out of, like, you know, uh, I don't know, Tony DeVito or something. And then they'd be like, "Uh uh-oh. You know, these guys both beat the shit out of these shitty guys. Who's better? And then you'd find out. But now it's just like, oh, now Dolph Ziggler's Glenn Ruth, you know? Or Stardust is, is Tony DeVito, you know? Which is uh, another thing. Where do we get to a point, and this is my usual let's hate on R-Truth bit, but who decided that R-Truth is a more worthwhile investment than Stardust? I mean, who made that decision? I don't know. Well, I, is going I, over Stardust. I don't I, get it. I hate when people are like, Stardust sucks. I want Cody back. I was like, Stardust doesn't suck. Stardust is being utilized terribly. Like, if, if you think that, if you think we need Cody Rhodes, then I hope you want Husky Harris back because Stardust is being used just as awfully as Bray Wyatt is. Pretty much, yeah. Except but that, Stardust loses and Bray Wyatt wins. That's about the difference. They both do the same shit all the time. Yeah, but I look at the way Cody plays that character. I'm like, they, they could do so much more with that. They, I mean, they could have gotten so much more out of the Gold Dust feud, but that didn't happen, obviously. Yeah, uh, yeah. Sorry. 
Um, <laughs> well, we'll just have him turn heels three weeks in a row. Yeah. Just repeat ourselves constantly. That'll do it. Uh, Paige came back. That was the only good thing that happened there. Um, uh, okay, the final segment. I had some issues with this. There were things I liked. Um, uh, Rollins is a complete shitbag, so that really just, he's such a heat magnet as far as being a heel. But um, I feel like they put Dean Ambrose in the ring with the authority and had no idea how to get it to a one-on-one confrontation. They're like, we got to get him to the cinder blocks, but we don't know how to do it. So they're like, oh, you fight him by yourself. We'll just, we'll just awfully, we'll just awkwardly stand over here. And then they do. And then Kane, and then half the authority kind of interferes and half of them don't. And then he like fights them off and he says, oh, hey, we'll, uh, We'll give you your match, and I like the visual of the cinder blocks, although I don't see why all three of them couldn't just rush Dean Ambrose. I guess they were afraid he would have made a sudden move or something. But, And then, you know, like it, it's like, I don't know, it's like the invisible line we always talk about. Like, why don't these wrestlers just beat the crap out of each other? It's like, it's because they, mm-hmm. they can't, because there's that, they don't want them to fight, but there's no, like, good reason between them. That's why referee breakups were the best thing ever in, the, like, the, in like the Monday Night Wars period. But, yeah, it just came off, like, like Rollins' stuff on the mic was good, and the cinder block stuff was good, but how they got there was not good. Um, it just... It's another point where WWE's like, we got to get from point A to point C. Here, write a bunch of, bunch of shit for point B. <laughs> That's probably how the creative process goes. Yeah, so that was raw. Yeah, some cool stuff. I mean, Kevin Owens obviously was the major highlight, which, how funny is that that the NXT guys are basically becoming the main highlights of Raw every week? Yeah, and as we speak, you know... Um, NXT Unstoppable is happening right now, so we'll have to talk about that next week. Um, But, yeah, I mean, yeah, it is what it is. I mean, they have – NXT is basically ECW or ROH from a few years ago. It's that that, um, indie brand that's really hot because of how it's booked. And, I mean, at the end of the day – it's something different and something new. Each and, and each of those companies were different in different ways. EZW was hardcore at the point when no TV show, no um, wrestling company was hardcore. And ROH went back to, like, the basics. They went back to, like, clean, uh, crisp, technical wrestling. And, of course, all these uh, promotions would get the top indie guys, so that helped, too. And NXT, what is NXT but old-school wrestling? It's squash matches. It's fleshed-out, colorful characters. I want to point out, for people like, the Attitude Era is the best thing ever, and then trash, like, early 90s Raw, fucking NXT is early 90s Raw. It's just being done today when you have Monday Night War-style WWE going on without any sort, sort of, like, urgency or overness. It's, but it, it's establishing strong characters. It's being written well. And guess what? Because nothing else is being done like that, on, in WWE at least. That's awesome. So, yeah, it, it's just funny how, how the world turns. And it's funny how two-hour specials that are done once every three months, That okay, the people that watch both continuities watch NXT and watch the main WWE show. The people that watch both get way more excited over the NXT specials because, oh, hey, they don't happen all the goddamn time. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. If, I, I don't know 
if you could talk to a person that watches both shows that says, oh, I like WWE better. I mean, it just it, you, it, you would have to be insane. I mean, I, I can't imagine anyone saying that. No. It's just, you know. You get all the good of the main WWE show and almost none of the shit. Yeah, yeah. All right, so um, some fun news that we can go over before we head out of here. Um, Patrick, have you heard about this? Have you heard that Tammy Lynn Sitch is in talks with a porn company for a six-figure deal? I've heard that, and <laughs> Jesus Christ. First of all, 20 years too late. Second of all, um, why, are, uh, Tammy, are you really that hard up? Really? Yes. Did you know she, like, sells, like, Skype like porn sessions, I, I've heard that. Yeah, <laughs> I've I've seen the constant advertisements on her Twitter. Um, yeah, yeah, she's awful. Um, I mean, not because she's doing porn. Whatever. Tammy Sitch is just an awful person. If you've just seen the things she says, she's just terrible. <laughs> um, apparently, she's in discussions with Vivid Entertainment um, about a like uh, six-figure deal where she's going to do multiple porn videos, all shot in the span of an afternoon. No, I'm just kidding. I added that last part. but um, <laughs> So, uh, yeah, there hey, you the go. the porn industry is nothing, nothing if it's not efficient. Yeah, you know? and that's, that, that's TMZ Sports pulling that one. So, uh, do, 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 do. What else do we have? Um, oh, the, uh, the Rock is talking about uh, his WrestleMania 32 match, which I just can't wait for. Is it with Triple H? Is that what they're going for? Well, it, he says that he's in constant communication with Triple H, and he's like, we got to put down something that will be just as exciting as what we did in Miami and New York with John Cena. Motherfucker, what part of New York with John Cena was exciting? Everybody hated that match. I was in that stadium. We were there. Everybody was really fan. We were yeah, we were really bored. It was like it was one of the worst receptions to a WrestleMania main event I can remember. Like I would put that as a much worse reaction than the Jericho Triple H match. I would put it worse than um I mean I think it's one of the worst, would you not agree? Like in terms of like nobody caring. It wasn't like people just hated the match. They were just bored. Yeah, we can we'd already seen it the year before and nobody wanted to see it again. That was the thing. It's like, okay, I mean yeah, you can Bill, it is like the biggest rematch of all time, and you can involve the title, but that's not going to make us care. And to be perfectly honest, the first match wasn't all that great either. Yeah, it wasn't. They wanted to act like it was Hogan and Rock, and it wasn't. It, it was. It was like Hogan and like Bruno San Martino tagging against SD Jones and King Kong Bundy. That's what it was like. <laughs> okay. Uh so yeah, he's texting Triple H, and he says he's not ruling out that it'll, that the match will be with Triple H, but he's also not saying that it's going to happen. So, I have an idea: Rock, Sting, Undertaker, and Triple H in a fatal four-way match. Let's get all the old guys in one in match. In one segment, but it'll take like 50 minutes. To book. we need all this time for it. Rock <laughs> will make lots of jokes about gays. It'll be great. <laughs> um. <laughs> Also, is Sting ever going to wrestle again? What the fuck? Oh, that was the biggest waste of time. I'm convinced at this point that Vince just wanted the job Sting out at WrestleMania. That's exactly what the game plan was. Yeah. But yep, that's what we got. So all you WCW fans out there, uh, I'm sorry. that's You got duped. They finally won the war again! 
<laughs> You're so stupid. Um, anything else? Any other fun news we've missed? Uh, and we've already talked about Elimination Chamber. That was kind of the big one. Because in actuality, with two weeks of build-up, that card is better than most of their other cards. I would agree. I would agree. <laughs> oh, Scott Hall was really drunk, and he and he had to be taken from a show. Well, that's not news. That's normal weekend for him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, I think that's it. I think. I mean, that's like saying Lindsay Lohan got drunk or drugged up or whatever. I mean, it's like who cares at this point? Yeah. Have you seen Mad Max yet? I have. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Okay. It's a, uh, it's like good old school action movies. It's. I think it's. Does it have really, a lot of really practical good. effects? So what? Does it have a lot of practical effects? Oh yes. Absolutely. It's mostly practical, actually. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I'm so, like, because I'm so, we're, we're going to see that this weekend, and we're going to try to see, like, Tomorrowland next weekend. Uh, but I'm just so bummed out of certain things. Like, I, I'm going to see Jurassic Park, and or Jurassic World, and, you know, I'm, like, one of the biggest, like, Jurassic Park fans around, and I, I love it, and, you know, I, I think the plot of the movie is great. For everybody complaining about, like, the plot, I'm like, the plot's going to be fucking awesome. It's a, it's a working Jurassic Park, but for the but for the, the, the visuals, it's like, holy shit, there's not an animatronic in there. Not that I've seen, no. And the, th- the bullshit was, he said, Colin Trevorrow, or however you say his name, said on Twitter multiple times, He's like, we're going to be all using a lot of practical effects. I must be watching a different movie, pal, because all I see is CGI everything. You have CGI raptors. You have you showed us in the pre-production there were animatronic raptors, and all I see are giant-ass blue raptors walking around. Ugh. Yeah, we'll see once the movie takes place. I'll tell you, the one that looks even worse, quite honestly, and I feel like I don't even need to see the movie because they spoiled their big plot twist, but... Terminator looks like it's going to be a disaster. What's the plot twist? I, I don't care, but I, I, I haven't been even been excited about this. Like my, uh, like I don't care about the Terminator franchise anymore. Like after Terminator Three, I'm like, I don't need to see any more of these. And then they're like, oh, one more time, there's another Terminator. And it takes place in the future, and you're like, finally, what Terminator Three should have been. And then you're like, ugh. Maybe we didn't need it in the future. And now they're doing it again, and you're like, ugh, okay. But what's yeah, the plot twist? Much, but, uh, the big plot twist is that John Connor is somehow made into, like, a super mega Terminator and sent into the past to kill his mom. <laughs> that's, that's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, they, and they spoiled it in the trailer. I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, all right, cool. I like how they misspelled Genesis. <laughs> I like how they cast uh, Daenerys Targaryen as Sarah Connor because, you know, she looks so much like Linda Hamilton. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, all right, so depressing news all around. Scott Hall and Jurassic World. Um, All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening to us. We definitely appreciate it. Please, please, please share the show on your Facebook feeds. Um, we'd love your comments on the Brainosaur. Um, uh, in fact, uh, the Brainosaur at gmail.com is how you can reach us for Weekday Warriors of Wrestling. Any questions, any feedback or anything, feel free to send it to us. We'd love to hear it. Um, but, yeah, thank you so much. We definitely appreciate it, and uh, we'll be with you next week. Have a great Memorial Day, everybody. All right, peace out.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.